On today's episode of the Epic Podcast, I'm going to introduce you to my longtime client, Dr. Rob Van Bergen of Pain Free for Life. Pain Free for Life is on a mission to help eradicate the chronic pain issues that are being suffered by over 1.5 billion people around the world. They started off when they came to me as a small family-owned business who had a great product and a proprietary protocol. And today, they are the undisputed leader in the market, and they are positioned to double their revenue yet again in the coming years. Over the course of the interview, I talked to Dr. Rob about what he really attributed that to and what he believed are the top three considerations that CEOs that want to go beyond providing a service and really committing to be a market leader or a movement maker need to focus on in their business growth. He's also going to talk to you about some of the personal challenges that he had to overcome to create this epic level of success. And he's going to share with you a little bit about what's coming down the pipe. So if you are interested in how these amazing CEOs are disrupting their industries and or if you are a sufferer of chronic pain or know someone who is, stay tuned and listen to this episode because it's a good one. You are listening to The Epic Podcast, the show for Maverick women entrepreneurs who are ready to kick the status quo to the curb like last year's Louboutins, elevate their brands, and create market-disrupting businesses. I am your host, Kelly O'Neill, and it's time to get epic, ladies. Let's dive into this week's episode. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Happy to be here. I am so excited to talk to you, not only because you are one of my favorite people on the planet, but I am really obsessed with the mission that you're on, especially being someone who my entire life has suffered with autoimmune disease and the associated challenges that come along with that. I'm, I'm so excited about the work that you do in the world. So tell everyone, first of all, what inspired you to start Pain-Free for Life? Sure. Well, I think, you know, our business, our family business have been um, working with microcurrent to help people in chronic pain for years. But pain-free for life was really about turning a small business into a movement that would get recognized and that would gather um, more attention so that we could, in fact, help more people. Um, and, and it's really, for me, um, it was when I stepped in, when I got involved, and when we brought you on board as well to help us out, uh, that we really started to take this this business to the next level. And Pain Free for Life was a big part of that, a big part of the branding and the strategy. And let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about the industry. So, tell them what Pain Free for Life is and what it is that you do. Sure. So yeah, at Pain-Free for Life, we work with the people around the world. There's over 1.5 billion people suffering from chronic pain. And our goal is not to band-aid fix that chronic pain. It is to resolve it. So we find people and we work with them to give them the power to heal themselves. And essentially in doing that, we're really challenging <laughs> the uh, standard pain management industry, the pharmaceutical industry and in how they uh, run and deal with people in pain. 
And so what I always have found fascinating with working in the business is, you know, we've got all these people around the world. There are so many people are suffering from chronic pain. Again, whether it be from, you know, autoimmune diseases, accidents, sur- you know, they've got sur- post-surgical problems, whatever the case is. And then when they're in this chronic pain, you know, there's, there's lots of solutions or lots of, op- I shouldn't say solutions because a lot of them don't really solve it. There's lots of options that they can take the route to resolve these, these issues. But we still have 1.5 billion people suffering from chronic pain and we have a massive opioid crisis mm-hmm. in the world. So talk a little bit about the problems in your industry and market that you wanted to resolve with the Pain Free for Life mission. Sure. Yeah. Well, the, the number one, as you mentioned, is opioids. It's it's not just opioids, it's pharmaceuticals in general. There's this concept that we are taught um, throughout our whole lives is that the doctors are there for, to help us and they're going to give us these pills and these pills, we're going to take them and the problem is going to be resolved. Um, but the truth is that there is no such thing as a pill that will resolve disease, that will resolve pain. All it's doing is is covering it up. It is a Band-Aid fix. Uh, this has contributed to this opioid crisis that we have that despite the lack of media attention still is going on. And it has gotten worse throughout COVID, throughout everything that's going on. It's not getting any better. And this, this is all because people are being prescribed these medications as a stopgap to prevent the pain from coming up. The pain doesn't go away, right? It's just being covered up. And in the brain's mind, in the, in the perspective of the body, the brain is creating pain to tell you something is wrong. And it is doing this and it is trying to get the message across. So when we mute it, when we stop listening to it, it just starts screaming louder and louder and louder. And this is when we get this breakthrough pain where people... Uh, keep going up with the opioid doses until they can't anymore. And then the doctor says, you know what? You look like you're addicted. We're going to have to pull the plug on this medication. So they have contributed to your pain going from a you know, constant three to a constant screaming 10 because your brain has just been trying to tell you, look, something is wrong. And this is when people end up in this, um, what we call uh, becoming doc blocked, Right. Um, and, and in this sense, people are finding themselves dot blocks by their doctors essentially telling them, look, there's nothing more we can do. You're crazy. You know, it's all in your head. Your pain can't physically be that high, which of course creates stress, which creates more pain, which is just, it's all the whole medical system. The medical industry is broken. It is a hamster wheel that people can't get off of until they just collapse. And uh, th- this is what we're trying to do is to work with your body's natural healing capabilities to take pills and stop gaps out of the equation and allow people to actually resolve the issue at the root. I love it. I love it. And, and you guys have been doing that. I mean, when, when did Dr. John actually write these protocols? Like how many years ago? Uh, it's got to be, you know, I'd say over 20 years ago, it's hard to really pin it down. Uh, my whole life, um, these protocols have existed um, in one form or another, and I'm 34 now. So there's, there's, they've been around for a long time, and, and even microcurrent itself has existed for well over 100 years. It's not a new thing. It's just, it's not a moneymaker for the pharmaceutical industry. It does not 
serve them well to fix you. It serves them well to keep you buying pills. I love this. And everyone who's listening, we're going to link all of the information. So if you are a sufferer of chronic pain, if you know someone who is a sufferer of chronic pain, go to the show notes on our site and we're going to link all of the ways that you can get in touch with with Rob and his company about the solutions that they they provide. But this being a business show, we're going to talk about the business of the market disruption. Mm-hmm. So you, we met, what, about three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was around 2018. So maybe four years ago at this point. Maybe four years ago. <laughs> and when you when you guys came to me, they, they did that. I mean, they had the solution, but they just weren't reaching enough people. And they were really passionate and still are very passionate about this mission and really being, bringing healing to, to the world. And that's where I came in to help you. And in the last several years, we've built a multi-million dollar business that has ultimately positioned you as the undisputed leader in the market. What do you attribute that to? Because I think it was a lot of things combined. How did you go from being an kind of an unknown or, you know, a word of mouth, small family business to the undisputed leader in the market? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing was um, it, it has to come down to the technology. We've always had uh, great machines behind us and we've never stayed static to a machine unless it is the best. Once something becomes outclassed, it's not worth us continuing to sell it because we're not doing our patients justice. So we moved on to our own product line, essentially. And we built a product line where we were able to, and, and really this was in part of building the business, we were able to have the uh, the power to go to the company and be like, look, we want to build our own devices. So we were able to put our input in. Engineers are not medical practitioners. So many of these devices are built by engineers uh, and they don't have that knowledge of what works, how the human body works in response to these things. So really the technology has been perfected at this point. We have been able to create machines that tailored to people's needs based on what we know work. So that's step one. Having that technology is huge. Uh, the second thing, and potentially more importantly than the technology, is having our intellectual property um, and our positioning, our training. What? How do you use it, right? We always use this analogy like you can give someone a car, but if they don't know how to drive it, it's just a useless like lump that's going to sit in that driveway. This is the, This is a real problem as well in the market. We need to be able to guide people in how to use it. And we have evolved so many different variations of this from the creation of the Hashe protocol at the beginning where we, we talk about the five elements um, to become pain-free and the guidance through the use of the equipment to this day now having a full team of trained people that everyone gets one-on-one support. No one is left in the dark with an instruction manual and we're just leaving you to the wolves. We have that one-on-one support that has, that has made a huge difference too, because that is peace of mind for people that they're not going into their healing journey alone. You know, and one of the things I, I think too, that's, and I just want to interject because I do think this is so important back on the, you know, on the technology and intellectual property is you actually have a real solution, right? This isn't smoke and mirrors. You have, we have case study after case study after case study after case study of people that have healed things that they've been trying to heal for 20 years and have not been able to. And now with the combination of 
the of the microcurrent and the hash shape protocol and the support and all the things, they've been able to actually create resolution to their pain, which I think is so important. And I, I think that when we made that decision to work with our technology provider to create the lines of machines that are exclusive to us, that strategic move was a game changer for our company. It was, it was huge because now no one else can get what we have anywhere else. No. Exactly. And the, the most, we did it in tiers, right? We did it as, as we could um, afford to invest in the creation of these devices. And we finally finished um, towards the end of last year with the Avazia Life Pinnacle. And I, I would say it's easily um, doubled our sales each month just by having that device, which means people were still going out there and looking for the technology, but they were buying the generic version that we also had possibly from someone else There's, as you said we've cornered it instead of this convenience of well this person that's selling this particular unit lives in the same town as me so i will buy it from them instead now you have to come to us for the best of the best and that was to be very blunt with our, that was very intentional in our strategy we designed it that way we yes. designed it to basically landlock this technology and to ensure that that the people that we had the undisputed best solution in the market. Absolutely. And, and just to touch on your um, point there of it being a real solution uh, in alternative health, a lot of stuff is intangible. And this is something that really attracts a lot of great partners to us as well, is that we have a tangible technology that someone can hold that they can use that it's a blend between holistic and and conventional medicine. And it's so unique because it is positioned in this way. There are loads of research studies on microcurrent. Microcurrent is used in some of the biggest clinics in the world, the Veterans Affairs Hospitals in the United States. Um, it's used there. So it's, it's kind of touching upon both sides, which gives us an opening even to people that are intrigued, but really in the conventional camp because they're like, well, okay, there is something to this. It's not purely holistic in that way. So it's, it's kind of, it's such a unique um, technology. It really is. It is. So, all right. So we've got the technology, the IP, what else? Helps so the branding was huge and that was definitely in big part to you, Kelly. Like wait, we, when we started, we did not have um, branding that spoke to what we did. Um, and we've actually developed two brands, uh, Pain Free for Life and the Santa Shop. Um, and these brands are, in essence, our, our sales side of things and our teaching side of things. And the name Pain Free for Life is very intentional. And I, I still remember to this day the, the fear of paying for that, that URL because I think it was on auction or something. And I was like, is this it was, really it was, worth it? It was not inex inexpensive, but I was like, we have to get it. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, I don't remember exactly how much it was, but we were kind of on the fence, <laughs> but we committed. We it committed to it. <laughs> we committed to it and it was it was key to that branding and i remember when we launched the new brands we got emails from doctors we've been working with with the, for years that would say something like you know wow this is going to fly and it did you know the 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 repositioning of the branding it's not only attracted new clients which of course means we're helping uh, more people but it's attracted more strategic partners as well because it's it's on point. It's it's the message. It's in the name. 
I love it. I love it. I was going to say the other thing would be, would be strategy. And, you know, I have always, we, we can kind of came up with this um, philosophy. Well, if Kelly says that this is the right thing to do, let's just go with it. And I cannot think of a single time over the years that it has not panned out, but to, to a fault, I listen to you, what you tell me to do, what your advice is. I'm like, okay, that's good. Unless my gut tells me otherwise, but my gut usually says, do what Kelly says. It's going to work out. So <laughs> following that And that's that what strategy. makes you one of my favorite clients. You listen and you execute, which is fantastic. <laughs> and, and, you know, to, to that point, we don't do anything without strategizing it first. Everything is, you know, planned in advance. How is this going to fit? Does this fit us? If it doesn't fit, we don't do it. We scrap it. You know, it, it's got to be that we stay on point and we work within our, our niche. Um, and then, of course, the other thing that has really helped us is this year we have uh, hired our fractional CSO, which is is you. <laughs> so this is really because we wanted to scale beyond where we were at. And we were scaling very well each year. But uh, the, this was a, strategy, a strategic move to have someone on board that is really focused on the business marketing side of things that can help drive the strategy um, and mean that we can we can grow bigger and bigger this year. And I think we're already seeing that in effect. Oh yeah. I mean just with the pro- the programs that we put in place and and the programs we have we have, I mean we're I, I would not be surprised if we don't double revenue this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, Again. I'm right there with you. Exactly. So for the other CEOs that are listening. What do you consider to be maybe like, I don't know, the top couple, two, three considerations for CEOs that want to really go beyond providing a service Mm -hmm. and really making a commitment to be a market leader? Right. Well, you know, I think the first thing would be strategy and sales first. Um, You have to, the strategy is so important. The strategy will drive sales. But of course, you can't continue to grow your company if you don't have sales. You need the financial backing to do so. Um, so I am very sales oriented um, in the business. And this is one of the reasons I have brought in a whole team to, to help people do the treatments is so that I can focus on this because I know that we will not be able to keep helping people if we don't continue to drive sales. And I think that's worked out really well between us where I really hold the vision for the strategy and I hold the strat. I'm always watching the strategy, which allows you then to really focus on not only the sales, but the pieces where you're really working with the, the clients mm-hmm. to help them heal, you know, developing the curriculum, developing the training, you get to, you get to stay in your lane. Yeah, absolutely. And I love being in my lane. Let me tell you, I think I, I used to be such a, you know, I needed way more hands than I have to be able to do all the different things I was trying to do. Um, but there is nothing more exciting to me than interacting with my patients and working with them to solve their health problems um, and to see, be there and see the success. You know, it's, it, I don't want it to just be a number on the page and then I never hear from them again. I want to know how it's working out for them. Uh, that's what keeps me going. Um, part Part of this would be, you know, hiring experts and being able to do that. We've built a big team over the last few years from really um, me, um, Lynn, my virtual assistant, and, uh, and, and you. <laughs> We've kind of grown. We now have a very 
uh, diverse team that covers all of these different aspects of the business that are key. They're all key by themselves, uh, but there's just no way that one person can can do all of that. Um, and yeah, I think being able to work directly with my my customers and helping my clients get well is is my passion. So I was not able to do that and run the strategy and everything at the same time. I love it. And the other thing I would add in here, just watching you is you have even running this, you know, very large company that's growing exponentially month over month. You always have the relationships with your, your customers first and foremost, they have access to you in our Facebook forums. They have access to you in our private membership program. You are in there constantly and you've got real relationships with these, these purchasers. It's like, you know, for all intents and purposes, we run a product-based company, but you don't run it like a product-based company. You, you run it. And especially once we started, you know, once we created the membership and all the support stuff, you're really about moving beyond just selling stuff. And the mission and the, the culture within our organization is to help clients get well. Yeah. I think that's a key differentiator. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it can be really easy to just view what we do as an e-commerce business and it often gets labeled that way. Um, but it is not, it is not at all because it is all about those personal relationships. And part of that is because I truly believe every single person is different. Everyone's health journey is different. And if you don't take in all of the pieces of the puzzle, you're going to miss something. And, and it's really, it is a, every patient is like a mystery. It's like, let's figure out what is making this disease tick so that we can take that out. And you need to be able to get down in the trenches with them at that personal level and figure it out. Um, and it would be so easy for me to just, as I said, sell them a machine and right. wipe my hands and walk away. But I don't want to do that because I want that success for them. It's supposed to be about freeing people from pain. And that, that is what this, that's what this is all about. So I want to ask you a question. So when I'm, when I met you, mm-hmm. you know, you were just embarking on coming into this business. You were still in school. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your mom and dad, for the most part, had been running the, the company and the, and the family business. You were just coming in. So obviously in a company that has grown as quickly as yours has, you've got to have overcome as we all do right? Because your company will only ever grow to the extent that you do. You've got to overcome some things in order to create this epic level of success. So I would just, I would love to hear like, what are some of the things that you, you struggled with personally that you've now overcome or you're in the process of overcoming? Sure. Yeah. I think um, one of them was, as you mentioned, I was just in business school. I was in my second year um, and it was all new to me. And I kind of, if I had listened to what I learned in business school, we would not be where we are now. It is, it's all about building massive corporations with thousands of employees. There's no focus on what was at the time a small business. So never having run a business before and suddenly stepping up into this role, um, being between myself and my parents, the most tech savvy, uh, using these, these, um, platforms, trying to get things done. It really was um, 
you know, getting an education in the trenches, so to speak. And I feel like I learned more working with you in that year than I did in all of my business degree, honestly. Um, well, but you were also willing and open and so curious and tell me why we're doing that. And, you know, mm-hmm. what made you come to that decision? You were, you were soaking it up and say, like, how can I learn? So you're just an yeah. active learner, which is fantastic. Well, and, and another point that, you know, I don't get into very often is that for the first year of running the business, I didn't take any money at, at all. I, I was in school, so I had a student loan um, and I worked off of my student loan because the money needed to be invested in other things. Now, that may have been a poor strategy choice. <laughs> Well, but, I mean, I think you've, I think you've done okay. <laughs> yeah, it seems to have worked out, right? You know, it worked I, out. I definitely worked out. I think, you know, I would, I went into it thinking, you know, it doesn't matter. And I, and I remember working harder than I ever worked in my life, like all hours, you know, because it needed to be done, and we had deadlines to meet, and we were a very, very small team with limited resources. Um, and I, I even think back to things like I didn't. I didn't know about like hiring um, VAs. I didn't know about working um, with graphic designers. You know, I tried to do everything myself. And I think you can be decent at all of these things, but you, when you start to branch out and have a willingness to branch out and risk a little bit to get someone who, who is an expert at that to do things for you, the results are phenomenal. Our first ever like free special report we put out I was terrified at spending the money on that, but it looks gorgeous. And to this day has continued to pay off. So really and your, like- and your philosophy now, and, and this is something that I talked to a lot about in the beginning was making ROI based decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, all right, how many units do we have to sell in order to just cover this and break even? And when we started making decisions from that place of like, okay, look, all we have to sell is two, two units. And it just yeah. the entire investment. It, I think that you became more willing to let go and be like, all right. And then you, once you started seeing every time we did that, we got epic results. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, like, if you go into it, yeah, you go into it with that philosophy of, oh, well, we just need to sell this many. And then you always sell more than you expected. Then mm-hmm. you're, you're in the win column every time. It becomes easier and easier to, to bend um, but I don't think, because I think everything that we've done is so strategic, I don't think anything we've ever done is a gamble. You know, sometimes people look at it as a risk and they're like, we're just rolling the dice. Maybe we're going to, we're going to lose it. I don't but think. I think most businesses in my experience, a lot, even a lot of million dollar companies, they're operating very tactically, which is that whole like willy nilly throw things against the wall, see if it sticks, mm-hmm. roll the dice. Let's see if the money pays off. They're not really thinking things through. They're just, they don't really have that overarching strategy. They're not operating that way. And so they are running, they are rolling the dice. They are, mm-hmm. they are at bigger risk. And you're right. We, we've never done that. No, no, never. It's always, it's always, and though at the beginning it may have been fear-based thinking like, oh, this is a risk. Nothing, I think back on it now and I'm like, no, that wasn't a risk. That was a sure thing. You know, it, it was a sure thing or we wouldn't have been advised to do it. Um, I, I also think, you know, something else to overcome. I, I think that was the major thing, but I think that, um, I mentioned this already, letting go a little bit of this idea of, I could, I'm the only one that can do all of these things, um, right. you know, and this comes down to hiring a team. 
yeah, I don't know what I was doing to stay afloat in that time when I was just trying to do all the pieces. And it was easy to fall behind things taking longer than they should. Um, and even though sometimes I still think I'm like, I could have probably done that like a little bit differently. It, even if it requires a little correction here or there, it's still vastly less work than me doing it myself. So expanding that team was something I had to overcome, um, both from a financial fear perspective, but also from a letting go perspective, because apparently I'm very anal retentive when it comes to this stuff. Which is not a bad thing, right? I mean, you you put out quality into the marketplace. It's not a bad thing. And you right. have done, you really have, you've made great strides in that. Like you're willing to just be like, all right, someone else handle it. <laughs> I don't, I don't need yeah. it. I want to stay in my lane. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it's been... not to mention that while you were building this business, you were also getting your doctorate and your PhD at the same time while running this business, Yeah, which Thank ended you. up being a very smart strategic move for the organization it did and i think it was very it, it was a lot and i do look back on it and think wow how did i pull that off but it was just it was my weekend job was just to work through all of that and then my weekday job was to you know and it helps to have a very supportive family that is not bothered by that and they know that there's there's a greater purpose to it but even in so far in the medical world like you know you need to be taken seriously you've got to have some sort of credentials and the amount of strategic partners that this has helped us attract is is phenomenal just by having that that qualification so from a, a personal growth and helping people perspective it was an amazing experience and i love doing it but from a business perspective it was a very good strategic choice as well so i mentioned a little bit ago that we are we are really poised to double again this mm -hmm. year at very least so I obviously know what's going on because I wrote the strategy for it. So I know, I know what's going on, but what's next for the company? Sure. Yeah. Well, the, the real important thing here is we want to reach more people so that we can heal more people, right? We, that is the overarching goal. Um, and so what we need to do is we need to find ways to scale um, and then doing so scale how many people we can help. So first thing is this fall, we have a lot of stuff coming out. Um, in the pipeline. The first is a new partner program. So we just don't really have a proper like affiliate partner program. This is being worked on because we have so many customers that want to refer other people. They want to get the word out. We've had so many people that want to take this on as a business themselves because once they heal themselves, they just want to help other people. And this is, this is the beauty of this because when you, when someone heals themselves, they'll probably help another 10, 15 people, even if they don't you know, decide they're going to open a practice. Um, we are coming out with a new book and a digital course. Um, for the first time ever, we'll be truly teaching the Hashe protocol uh, in all of the elements beyond just microcurrent um, with, with essentially a great guided course that's going to help people resolve their pain and looking at these other elements of stress reduction, nutrition, exercise, um, and sleep enhancement and incorporating all that in. Um, we're also putting together a certification program, which I'm really excited about because so many people want to become practitioners. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is part of their healing journey as they want to continue to heal other people and building and, this certification. And we need them. We need these people that we can do. help other people do this work in order to fulfill upon our mission. 
We do. Absolutely. And, and so these people are going to be able to get certified and become uh, certified in our technology, in our protocol, and be able to help other people starting their own business that way. And yeah, ultimately, we also we're putting together sort of a, a program that is going to help integrate our methodology into their practices, which will help boost their business. And uh, if, even if it's an existing medical business as well. Which is fantastic. And we have a lot more exciting things going on. So Rob, thank you for joining. I should call you Dr. Rob. Like I call, I call you Rob because I've known you for, it's Dr. Rob's Rob. Fine. It's Dr. <laughs> Rob to you guys. Uh, Dr. Rob, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. I'm so excited about what you're doing. I'm so excited for the millions of people we have the opportunity to help resolve their chronic pain. Please do check the show notes that you can get all the information about how to connect with Dr. Rob and learn about our online support group. We have a complimentary online support group. We've got a free report about learning about microcurrent and what it is. We've got lots of resources for you. So check the show notes and until next time, thanks for joining us on the Epic Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Epic Podcast. And if you did, please share the show with other amazing women entrepreneurs and leave us a review so that we can reach more women who are ready to get epic. Be sure to tune in each Tuesday for a new episode. I love to get connected with my listeners and see what awesomeness you are up to. So if you'd like to get on the insider's track, subscribe now to my VIP list where you can text with me directly, receive exclusive content not available to the public and get epic behind the scenes information and resources to uplevel your game. Subscribe now at connectwithkelly.com.